I'd like to just um, conclude with our thank yous to all of our team at Connexus Financial, that's Professional Planner and Investment Magazine, across the whole organization for, me, for making today possible, and also our events partner, the Financial Planning Association of Australia. We also have seven sponsors that were critical to today. That's Allianz Retire Plus, powered by PIMCO, Cooper Investors, MLC, and then alongside them, AMP, Amundi, Challenger, and Thornburg Investment Management. It's been a wonderful day, but we now reach our denouement of our live stream. So to make the final introduction, I'm going to pass across to our head of domestic institutional content, Alex Proimos. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Um, what a fantastic day we've had. Um, the final session today is really quite a, a special one, and we um, it's really a stark observation that retirement really is um, in the... In the world of COVID, uh, Paul Gordon, who's the co-author of Spenditude and a partner um, at Aon, uh, is going to give us really a, a new way to think about money. Really, it's changing your attitude to money that will that will really determine your future. Um, Paul set up a really highly successful program during the global financial crisis, dealing with money issues um, that many people face um, as part of their career transition. Um, and he did that while he was an employee, while he was at IPAC. Um, he's written a number of books, one of them, Spenditude, which he'll be discussing a bit today. Um, there is a couple of Slido um, interactions um, at uh, Paul's session today, um, and it's really to try and make it more interactive as possible, um, and particularly with, with the issues that we face and the challenging um, situation that's there in terms of communicating with members and clients um, so now I'd like to pass it on to, to Paul Gordon um, to take us away to the final session. Thank you very much, Paul. Thanks, Alex. It's uh, a pleasure to be here and uh, congratulations to Connexus and all the speakers today because um, you've really covered a lot of territory. My original presentation was really going to be about uh, the term retirement and the fact that we should really retire it but I changed it based on uh, the little crisis that we're going through, and I thought we'd share some of the things that, um, that I learnt through the last financial crisis, which, mind you, uh, looks quite small compared to this one, but some of these insights might help advisors, it might help uh, communicators to members of super funds, uh, intra-fund advisors, so I hope you all get something out of it. Um, Alex mentioned that uh, I co-authored a book called Spenditude, and Spenditude is really your attitude to money. And what we found in um, the financial crisis is that those with a certain attitude to money got through the crisis. They may have lost their jobs, but they worked their money well and they got through the other end. So I thought it was timely to share these attitudes to money to work out which ones actually serve us. So in the book, uh, we look at three different types. There's a spender, a slender, and a defender. It kind of sounds like the start of a joke where they walk into a bar, but it isn't. Uh, a spender is somebody who just doesn't have a relationship with money except to spend it or borrow it and spend it. So in good times, life is pretty good for spenders. At the very other end is the defender. And the defender is somebody where financial independence is paramount. Um, they have what we call a value lens. 
where they look at everything through value and they hate waste. And in the middle is the slender, which is the majority of the population. And a slender is somebody who when they spend, they get guilty. The spender doesn't. If they defend, they can't stick to it. So they get frustrated. So I'd say in today's um, environment, the feelings of a spender are probably that of confusion. A slender is worried, but they're always worried. And the defender has shaky ground like never before. A bit like, you know, when you get the apps on your iPhone and they start wobbling and, um, and you're just looking to hit that button to stop all the wobbling. That's what's happening with a defender around some of their issues. They don't like this stuff at all. However, our advice and the advice that I would give anyone who's talking to clients is firstly, understand what your client is. And there's a simple test. A spender and a defender are sort of the opposite. They're poles apart. Um, and people tend to self-assess as one or the other. And if, then, if you're not one of those, then the default is you're a slender. Now, just imagine a spender and a defender married. That can create a lot of fun as well. But I can't talk about that today. Maybe another day. So what does a defender do that's, that a spender and a slender need to do. And I've got to say that the advice that we gave back then to spenders and slenders was just become a defender during this crisis. So what does a defender do? They have this value lens where everything's through a value. They delay gratification. It's very tempting to spend. Online spending has gone through the roof in the last month as people are bored and isolated. Um, defenders hate waste, they tend not to spend. Uh, a couple of other things is defenders read up on what's going on. You find that a lot of people don't want to read what the government is doing because they just want to stick their head in the sand. Defenders understand what their rights are and what's going on. They also jump into their super fund to make sure that everything's okay. They're obviously worried about the markets. One thing that became very clear when we uh, did the research is it's defenders who seek advice more than the other two. They understand that they don't know what they don't know, so advice is key to them. And finally, a defender is worried about their legacy. And a legacy is more than just what, uh, what memories you leave behind, it's your financial position that you leave behind. So a defender would be updating their will, their powers of attorney, looking at nominated beneficiaries, making sure all that sort of stuff is in order. The second thing that we learned, and something that we touch on in the book, and this is also a framework that Aon uses through Smart Monday, the super fund, is to start telling stories to clients. Make it a little easier. So you can see this is the days of the week, with our sort of week going along a pretty predictive path. So just imagine each day of the week is a decade in your life. So if you were 35 years old, you'd be at lunchtime on Wednesday. Uh, if you're 50, you're, uh, you're Friday. And interestingly enough, the weekend is our sort of time where our industry actually starts to gear you up to um, take advantage of your hard work and slow down. This is a really interesting way of helping people understand where they are 
and what's going on. 50 years ago, there was no new week. People were uh, getting to Sunday and that was about it. So things have changed. If you look at a Friday today, this very day, the 31st of March, Fridays will be concerned. They look back and say they may have a couple of little Mondays coming through that they're worried about. They look forward and they've got a next Wednesday parent that they're worried about. And then they look at the weekend and say, what weekend is it going to be? It was quite predictable before. So the first Slido question, remember Friday is in your 50s. What do you think the Fridays are thinking now? Just one word to describe what you think Fridays are thinking now. Any Fridays out there, do it from the heart. What we're trying to do here is set ourselves up for what are some of the things that clients of advisors will be thinking and maybe not even tell you. And what we're getting through our little word cloud here is worry, panic, scared, anxiety. Anxiety is a big one. Is there a next week? is one uh, comment. Retire. Worry is becoming the big word. Scared and worried seems to be the, the words that are coming through. And the word retirement, and I suppose the definition of that. So maybe with some of that insight, we might have a look at um, what's going on in the heads of Australians, in fact, the heads of everybody around the world. You've all heard of the five stages of grief. Um, unfortunately for all of us, it's on high rotation at the moment. So you know, as an advisor, you might be talking to somebody who is emotionally depressed or accepting or denying or anger or even bargaining with what's going on. You talk to them tomorrow and it could be a very different emotion. So it's emotional bingo that we're starting to um, see coming through people. And we've got to be prepared that this is what's happening to all of us. And if we have a look at the hierarchy of stress and apologies to Maslow, um, you can see that um, this virus has uh, left us with fear and worry. The fear of the unknown, the fear that um, am I safe, am I going to be healthy, is my family going to be okay, um, how does my baseline mental health deal with this stuff. Um, but right under the surface of all this is money because money drives a lot of stress and anxiety and anxiety is defined is unresolved conflict. And today, a lot of us are not resolving this conflict because we don't know how. So if you have a look at that, uh, that area of money, you'll realise that a defender has some of these areas naturally intact. They know where their expenses are, they manage their debt, and they follow their investments. But what they're really looking for is control. And that's why 
they reach out to the advice community. So some things to consider as we start talking to uh, people about changing mindset. Because now more than ever, we're going to have to coach people to change their mindset. And their mindset around money is often fixed. If we go back to our days of the week, you form your attitude to money before you're seven years old. And sometimes we don't ever um, look into that attitude to money ever because we've gone through life and we've been able to let it serve us to some point. Now we have the biggest door slamming moment in our, in our memory and we need to start looking at things differently. And this is where the ego comes in. There's a great guy called Chip Conley. He uh, runs the Modern Elder Academy in Mexico. And he talks a lot about the ego. And what he says is, as we're young, we, we form an ego. And it's a bit like uh, an armour around our, our bodies. And it doesn't really look like an ego to start with. It's more about coping, coping mechanism. But as we get into our Tuesdays, our 20s and beyond, it starts to come out as ego. Now, the trouble with ego is ego doesn't let the light come in to, through the armour that well and it certainly doesn't let your light come out. So we need to understand that evolved people start to bash this armour down as they get into their Fridays, into their 50s, and perhaps even earlier, so that the light can come in and their light can come out. What does all this light mean? It actually means that we can take on new information and new ways of doing things. But we've got to smash this ego out of the way to do it. So that's a tip for us as people that talk to those who are worried about their retirement savings, worried about the future, that there's tactics around how you can change the way you take on information. So our second Slido question is more for the advisors. I really feel for the intrafund advisors. Um, I know at Aon we've got intrafund advisors we call smart coaches, but they're intrafund advisors, and they're taking lots of calls every day that they never thought they would really have to take. And they're hardship conversations. So the question that I'd like to pose is who cares for the advisors? And Jeff Lloyd this morning made some great comments about what MLC is doing around uh, releasing some of the tension around the financial um, uh, liabilities that advisors have, which I think is terrific. But more interesting was opening up the employee assistance program for advisors. And that's great when you're under a big license. It's a lot harder if you're not. So I think if you think of an advisor coming home after talking to people, now think of advisors from intrafund right through to private bankers. I know private bankers that are doing it tough because every single time the phone rings or they're ringing out, it's not that easy conversation at all. So what we're seeing coming up on our Slido is family. Uh, family needs to be more aware that advisors are a little bit like our essential service operators. They're having tough days every day. I would also like to think that um, as an industry, we start to think about having a cooperative of employee assistance program 
counsellors available for our advisors as they come off their version of a shift. But certainly as I look at um, the Slido, family is coming up as the major one and then there's smaller ones like their poor suffering partners, um, <laughs> which is, they cop it all the time anyway, I think. Um, your own network, other advisors, not the regulators, mentors, family and friends. So there's a few there, but uh, it's, it's big that it's family. So my only comment is uh, some people don't have access to a lot of family and they're working long hours. So I think the industry needs to consider who cares for the advisors. So getting back to um, the session that I was going to do, I was going to take us on a journey of the term retirement. And I was going to talk about a very prominent psychiatrist that told me, Paul, that term retirement is offensive to me because I know that when people retire, especially men, as he was specialising in men's mental health, they get sick and they die. But their sickness is mental sickness because they get lonely and isolated, which is that word. Um, so don't use that word with me. There's got to be another word. So back in the day, retirement was very predictable. You worked a hard life, you got to your weekend, you dropped dead, and that was it. The actuaries pretty much uh, had it worked out. And then we got into the world of colour, where we started to draw pictures of people walking along a beach. It always seemed to be a white couple walking along a beach, um, looking, at, uh, looking at the beach, really looking at the camera, or the grey nomads out there. Um, and once again, that almost seems like a long time ago. This is not a Slido question, but this is probably a question for us, is in a year's time, when we're running the Retirement Digital Conference, I wonder what we'll call that word, retirement. Is there another word for it? Is it rewire? Is it repurpose? Is it re-egoize? I just made that up. Um, but it might be another re-word that we're thinking. So please consider that. And finally, what would be a good finish to a conference without uh, a, a promotion? Um, and the reason why um, I've put this book up here is one, uh, my co-author Janine would hate it if I didn't, but equally, there's some good things in here. Um, the, the logo at the front of the book is about having your heart and your head attached to your wallet and your purpose drives it. And we launched this book about uh, six months ago and it did nicely, but it was really about purpose, heart and head. These days though, uh, we didn't realise it at the time, there's some great insights in it. There's the link between poor sleep and your spenditude, uh, mindfulness, the voice inside your head, the narrative inside your head around money. There's even uh, topics around side hustles as we're going to see that people will start to think of different ways of earning income. And there's a whole piece on how do you actually talk about money at home? If we get back to uh, the defender and the spender being a couple, there's a lot of problems out there if they're not talking. And if, we, and if it's right, what we're hearing is that in isolation, couples are struggling, then uh, a different attitude to money might just uh, tip them over uh, into the third bottle of red. 
So um, some things to consider. This is an e-learning book and you can get it online. We're doing blogs regularly as well, just talking about what we've seen in the, in the recent past and, and also back when we were uh, looking at it before. So thanks, Alex, for uh, inviting me in. Um, and uh, I wish everybody the best of luck. Thanks, thanks, Paul. Just before you uh, head out, a couple of quick questions, I guess, in terms of the, you know, the gig economy that you talk about. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people are, are looking, at, you know, for gig-style economy roles, or they're currently in one and they're feeling quite anxious. I guess, really, how do you communicate to them about the need to, you know, maintain their savings? You know, what, what what's the conversation that these people should be thinking about? Thanks, Alex. Um, good question. I think it's the same advice I'd give anybody. Is um, I forgot to give you the stats on Spender Slender Defender, but only 20% of the population are defenders. So 80% are not. Uh, you even see it in the stats around super. Who gets involved and who doesn't? And you'll find the defenders are all over it and the rest of them are a little bit sort of not all over it. Um, that's got to change. So my advice to people who have got their own, own businesses that are starting to look at innovative ways of moving forward is learn how to be a defender. You can go back to your other ways later on, but learn the lessons. And remember, the lessons are be aware of your cash flow. Uh, there's some great apps there that you can follow. I mean, Money Smart website has some fantastic apps and calculators. So awareness is key. If you're not aware and you're in the jungle, and you don't know where the tiger is, you're probably going to get eaten. But is, is there a bit of a problem where we've got a whole economy that's really consumption-driven and we've got the government trying to encourage people to go out and spend and at the same time, on an individual basis, we're telling people to be defenders of their money? Yeah, it is. I was thinking of that. I was thinking, you know, maybe, maybe ScoMo doesn't like my book after all. <laughs> um, but I think the, the issue there is um, spenders spend more than they should. It's very tempting. Now, I've got to give one little bit of a secret away. Um, I'm a spender and my co-author's a defender. And we had some amazing insights as we started to, and she, she used to say, you think that way? But what I've been able to do over the last 10 years is learn how to be a defender as much as I can. But I do slip out of it occasionally. And I do understand that spenders get caught they get caught in the trap of spending too much. And they'll be sniffing out any government support and thinking, where's that uh, website for Harvey Norman? All right. I know we're running a little bit over time, but again, please, thank you very much, uh, Paul, for your time. Um, Paul is the principal of Smart Monday at Aon. And I'd like to uh, close it back out with Lawrence to, to finish off the rest of the day. Thank you.